Welcome into DTC. This is LP here with FP, the original two. FP, say hello. What's up, guys? How's it going? What's up, man? So it's uh, September 14th, 2017. Do you know what happened exactly 20 years ago today? Uh, no, I can't say that I do. 20 years ago today was the first Redskins home game at FedEx Field. Can you uh, believe so, that? It's been 20 years. So it's been like a 20-year-long dump. <laughs> you know, that's really interesting. I saw a stat today that completely blew my mind. So there's been 161 home games in the 20 years that the Redskins have played. Can you guess their record? Uh, 161 home games. All right. I'm bad at math, so I'm going to say 61 and 100. 61 and 100. <laughs> so the Redskins' home record has been 79, 81, and 1. Can you believe that? That's almost 500. Is that good, though? No, but everyone here thinks that we're a two-win team. Everyone is completely blowing up their crap because we lost to the Eagles on Sunday. I heard people wanting to bench Kirk Cousins and putting Colt McCoy and re-sign Nate Sedfeld off the Philadelphia practice squad. Are they this, blowing up this, their crap or the team's crap? Who cares? It doesn't matter. <laughs> they're, they're, they're doing... The Washington Redskins thing, which I mean, is which is mediocrity. I mean, come on. Yes, are I, you, we're not are a good not, team, but that doesn't mean you should fire the coach, fire the quarterback, look, look, and look. we. Oh, I told you we shouldn't have paid him. We should have paid Robert Griffin. That is what's going on this week in, in Twitter. It's it, blowing my it, mind. I I can't would, take it anymore. It would be that way, regardless of that. Even if we won, even if Kirk got out there. And threw 500 yards, four touchdowns, and Jordan Reed looked like Gronk on double steroids because I'm sure Gronk is on regular steroids. It would be the same thing. You would still have the stupid select few that that just hate the team and they think RG3 should have been the leader and they think we should have never gotten rid of Shanahan and they think that we're stupid for giving away Deshaun. Like They'll never understand how football progresses. This was a natural occurrence. Losing your receivers, natural occurrence. Having Kirk Cousins struggle with the timing with his receivers in the first real-time game is a natural occurrence. And I agree with you. Anybody that is anti-Kirk or anti-Jordan Reed or anti-Gruden or pro-McVay or we miss McVay or whatever, it's been one game, four quarters. And we were talking about it earlier. Gruden doesn't use the preseason right. And if you want to knock anybody for last week's loss, Yes, the line sucked. Yes, Kirk sucks. Yes, TP, like Joe says, jumps when he's catching the ball so he can never run in stride. And all that stuff happened. It's correct. But the majority of it in my book comes down to Gruden not preparing the team, using preseason. The same thing happened last year. Uh, we just got out coached. Pittsburgh, we just got out coached. Dallas, we just got out coached. Carolina, we just got out coached. The Giants at the end of the year when they had nothing to play for. We just got outcoached. I'm not saying Gruden is a bad coach. I'm just saying the preparation is is not – obviously something needs to change during practice. Yeah, I, I get it, Paul. I get it. But here's the problem. We live in a world where everyone just freaks out. Like it, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean I don't understand. It's been one game. Everyone needs to relax. 
relax. <clears throat> you saw Gruden take, take, you know, he takes the blame, but that's what leaders do. I mean, if you would take this back to Mike Shanahan days, he'd say, oh, you know, we really got to throw the ball better and uh, <clears throat> Robert Griffin sucks. And uh, we really, um, you know, got to uh, do better on this. And <clears throat> the line you, sucks. He threw his teammates you, under the bus. Can you really be mad? I mean, think about this. Think about what the fan base had to endure this entire offseason. Can you really blame the majority of them for being pissed off that this was the start? Think about it. Yes, so had, because that's what, not on, what wait, a fan wait. is. Right. A fan is sticking by your team. Okay. Is a great, a fan is- great Joe impersonation there because I was done talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone has to be the Joe. You you are very riled up right now, and I'm I'm actually kind of surprised. Look, it it's natural for the fan base to feel this way because they put up with so much junk during the offseason. The only thing that could have remedied that was if we came out when we played with the high the, the, the high efficiency offense that we've been used to for the past few years, thanks to maybe it was McVeigh or whoever. But you dealt with McClune, you dealt with losing your receivers, you dealt with Terrell Pryor, you dealt with the Cousins contract BS. The only thing everybody wanted to see was a W. A W solves everything. And then obviously not getting that W was just the cherry on top. Everybody's head blew off. The the world is over because it was it was the build up, right? Build up, build up, build up, loss. Everything goes to shit. I mean, crap, but <laughs> it is what it is. But but FP, look, let me tell you, let me ask you something. Are the fans in Boston freaking out? Are the fans in Cincinnati freaking out? Are the fans in Arizona freaking out? These are all teams well, that lost Ar- last week. Ar- Arizona, absolutely. Well, I mean, you, you lose fans your in Arizona and every back, fantasy but, league. Is, but no, di- yeah, they didn't but have the, point the offseason is, the point that is, we had. Of course, they, live, they didn't have our offseason. That's what I'm trying we, to tell you. If they Tom have, Brady, these teams sometimes have worse. Okay, uh, take the Patriots out of the question. These teams have horrible, horrible seasons as well. I mean, look at like some of the stuff that happens in San Francisco, where you hire someone from the radio booth to become your GM. Look, look, look at, like it, we, we think it's, it's a fan base in general. You, hey, when Joe, you have, I was talking. When you have Aaron Rodgers, maybe top five quarterback of the past decade or whatever, right? True Hall of Famer, amazing quarterback, right in his prime. When you have him after a few games, was it last year or the year before, where he has to spell out the word relaxed and tell his fan base to calm the F down because, hey, I'm still Aaron Rodgers. Hey, we still have a good team. Hey, we can still win. What do you think is going to happen when you're a crappy team and you lose? Of course your fan base is going to go crazy. If you're a good team like the Packers who are passionate we, and your team does We overly perform, go crazy, Paul. We overly maybe, go crazy. Well, maybe we're overly passionate. Maybe you we're could not. Put it that way. We're not. If we're overly passionate, then we'd show up at the games. We let other teams. We sell our tickets. Well, yeah. We sell going, our tickets because we want to make twenty bucks. No, That's going what full kind of circle. Fan base we have here. Going full circle. FedEx Field sucks. It's been open for twenty years. Zero improvements have been made. Zero way to get there without being stuck in traffic. Concessions are a million dollars. I mean, why would you want to go there? It's a horrible experience for a mediocre team. Why yeah, would but, you want to go? But you take this mediocre team and put it in a small city where there's nothing else to root for but your football team, and you get a completely different outcome. We are a city of instant gratification. We're a city of I'm going to do whatever I want, whatever makes me happy, and we're a city of no loyalty to you our team. You know what? That's I mean, the perfect segue. Th- th- 
Think about all the other teams in the DC sports. We have no loyalty. I mean, the Nats is no loyalty. The Nats are about to win. A, uh, they just won the division, and you know they're contenders to be in the uh, the World Series. Yet we have there's, players there's, coming out and saying we're not filling the stands and all this stuff. It's just it's it's a problem that we have in our city, look, look, and none on. of us fans it's are doing not, anything about it. We need to become. We need to stop stabbing each other stop fighting each other about who the quarterback is going to be and and you know whether it's colt mccoy or uh kirk cousins or colt hive or kirk hive or whatever look you know, man calm down calm Twitter. down you need you need to take a breath calm down first of all when you're a major metropolitan area like us that has high turnover you're not going to get true fan base because you're going to get representations of every other team because people just come here to do their job and leave we all know that Secondly, we're an idiot. We're a horrible, horrible sports town that deserves to be cursed. We're not a horrible sports town. I don't know what you're talking about. The Caps have some of the best fans in the world. The Nats, w- watch. Come October, Nats Stadium will be filled. Steve goes there when there's like six people in the stands. What I mean, happens when they start losing? What happens when any team starts losing? That's, that's, that's a not stupid being a comment. True fan. That's not being a true fan. You can't no, stick if, by your team. No. If your team starts losing... Why would why am I going to pay money to go see my team lose? Why? Why why do you think Dan Snyder is the way he is? It's because he's a DC sports fan and he just freaks out after everything and first of all, look, that's you that's, you are the problem. You aka the media are the problem. Snyder hasn't done anything. I don't know why Snyder's name got brought up right now. He's literally been quiet for 2 years. He hasn't said or done anything or freaked out at all. You need to calm down. I mean, look, I was going to try to segue us into the point of this conversation or this podcast, which is L.A. You can look at the complete opposite where L.A. has 48 football teams now for whatever God-known reason. There's like 15 teams in California. Yeah. And you want to know why? It's a because St. City. Louis sucks. The Rams suck at St. Louis. They suck in L.A. They're a bad team. Nobody's going to be, hey, cool, let's go to the Coliseum. They looked only pretty good last week. Uh, against what team? Uh, 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 Andrew Luckless Colts? Come on. what? How hard is it to beat that team? They already have a horrible defense, and then they lost their one their one playmaker. All right. I, I'm, the done point talk- is- I'm done talking about how bad our fans are in, in D.C. I'm done. You mean, okay, you mean our listeners? No, we love the listeners. We're not we bad fans. We love the listeners, You're but just fans crazy. are different. The people who go on Twitter and ask for Colt McCoy to, to play and to start this game, those are people I'm talking about. If the you who are, listen, who are if ripping you let, Williams and who, you know, whatever it is, okay, they had a bad game. Get over if it. You, if you let the Twitterverse get this deep under your skin, you are a fool because they do it for everything. They do it for Beyonce. They do it for Taylor Swift. They do it for Donald Trump. They do it for the Redskins. They do it for a guy that wore his hat the wrong way on Imager. The Twitterverse is not the population. It is just a bunch of trolls that go crazy and like to go crazy because they just want to see how many likes, relikes, and tweets they can get. It's not a bunch of people who hide behind a phone. It's not the fan base. It is not the fan base. It's not the population. Now Uh, let's get into LA. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see how how packed um, FedEx is uh, the next home game. I bet you ticket prices are going to go down on on StubHub and all the resale stuff because. That's just what happens. No one, no one's gonna want to go. Well, well, be honest with yourself. Would you want if I gave you 
tickets and I said, "Do you, would you want to go to this game?" That's not you, a fair question because it's seven million miles away from Virginia. Exactly. And who are They're the fans the that fans. go to the game the most? Virginia fans. Anyways, let's move on. That was a nice little rant that you had there. All right, let's move on. <laughs> the Rams looked good. I mean, yes, you're right. It's the luckless Colts, Colts um, who very well may get the first-round pick in 2018. Um, but we'll see. So, But they, they look good. I mean, Sean McVay, I don't think anyone here in Washington had any doubts about him. What are your first thoughts? Who gets the edge at the coaching uh, spot? Is it McVay or is it is it the mentor or the mentee? I, I actually love that question because for the longest time, I was convinced that it was going to be McVay because he knows Gruden inside and out. But I'm actually now convinced it's the other way around because we have a new offensive coordinator and Gruden who – Really, you don't know how he's going to call his plays. So McVay doesn't really know what to expect from us. But on the flip side, we know exactly what to expect from McVay. So I think the benefit goes to our side on that. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess. Basically, your your logic is that McVay was the one calling the plays. We know McVay. Gruden. McVay doesn't know the new us. Yeah. Right. Okay. Let's right. flip that. What about on defense? Because you have Joe Barry as the like linebackers coach or some positional assistant there in LA. And then you have Minuski who was under Barry last year as the linebackers coach. Joe, Joe Barry and Minuski have nothing to do with it. It's all Wade Phillips who, as we've seen, can create some monster defenses. Um, is it really him or is it the players though? I think I it's, mean, he's got some star talent. I, I would say, I mean, yeah, lucky us freaking uh what's his face aaron donald comes back or whoever so that's that's awesome uh but no i think i think what wade is really good at um is he's good at picking aside from his star talent finding the right guys that mesh into his system um calling the right blitzes the right packages and just and really just utilizing his defense in a way that that truly confuses and shuts down offenses right so it, like, like, you know, Schwartz and, and for the Eagles, he's just going to dial up blitzes left and right. He did that. We couldn't handle it. Wade doesn't really disguise, but he, I, I, I don't know, man. He's just, a, he's like the Bill Belichick of defenses almost. I mean, he just knows exactly how to get the most efficiency out of his, out of his guys. Yeah. And then the last link that you have in the coaching um, department is, Wes Phillips, tight ends coach for the Redskins, and Wade Phillips, obviously, defensive coordinator. So, in a sense, Wes is going against Wade there. Um, uh, that's that's a stretch. It Come is. On. I mean, he's, yeah, it's Jordan Reed versus Wade Phillips defense. So, the, the bigger story there about your tight ends would be McVay was the true user of the tight ends, and that's when you saw, when he was the position coach for tight he ends. He was a tight ends coach. Right, that's that's when that's when Jordan Reed started blossoming, and then when he became OC, that's when Jordan Reed exploded, and then how did he do in yeah, based, based off of week one? Yeah, he 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 was mm-hmm. blocking on third down, so that well, he that was standing there, yeah, I mean, really blocking. But that that tells you, I mean, cool cool for Wes Phillips, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, Wade Wade's gonna have his way. McVeigh's gonna know. He knows the quirks of all the players, right? That's your biggest thing. It's not necessarily the play call. It's he's going to know 
what player is capable of doing what. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. So let's transition. Okay. So on, let's talk offense, Redskins. We heard on Sunday that um, essentially Jay Gruden said that Josh Soxon has got to kind of prove it into practice um, to earn more reps on the field. And then this week, he was limited yesterday. He was limited today with hamstring tightness. And when Gruden was asked about it, he said, you know, something. They, they asked him something like, does this help his case? And he says, he said, it definitely doesn't help. And then, you know, he, he goes limited today. And then Gruden says, it's tightness. But if it were a game, he would play. This is becoming a really odd situation. Um, back-to-back years, we don't know what this guy's status is. Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? He was on the field, I think, for uh, 20 snaps last week and got targeted zero times. Do you think you know his role steps up, or it, like, what's your opinion? Is he really hurt? I mean, is it is it an injury that they're they're masking? Is it his play that they're masking? What's your take on that? Joe's going to love that I'm giving him a shout out here, but. I just think he's a bust. I mean, I think he is like a Malcolm Kelly and a Devin Thomas where he comes in and he doesn't know the difference between, ouch, this hurts, or, oh, my God, I'm injured. And when you go to the trainer and you say, oh, my God, I'm injured, the trainer's going to be like, all right, sit on the sideline, don't practice. Your coach sees that, and he's like, damn it all. Why why can't you get the reps? We need you to get your practice. I just think he's soft. I, I, I'm convinced that he doesn't know the difference between this hurts and I'm hurt. So I'm done with him. I don't I don't care. if You know what? I'm done with him. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want people to ask Gruden about it. If he gets on the field and he performs, great. If he just falls into the wayside and freaking Ryan Grant takes over and becomes the guy, cool. I, I'm done. I, I, I can't. I can't talk about a, a can't soft rely receiver on like that. Yeah. yeah. He's I heard, garbage. I heard, I heard right Tana, now, he's garbage. I heard Tana earlier today on like um, CSN on Redskins Countdown or something like that, basically talking about um, when he was in the situation, his rookie year, he was hurt, and he felt all the pressure on him, like that people were clowning him and saying that you know he's not, a, not man enough to play the game and blah, blah, blah. And so what he did, he said he decided that he didn't care about – the training staff of, of the team. He went and got his own chiropractor. He went and got his own, you know, PT person and he got his body right. And, you know, he ended up having a pretty good career. And he said that would be his advice to, um, to Dachshund. And so, I was thinking about it. I'm like, Hmm, what does that mean about the Redskins training staff? Um, it means that you and I have been saying since 2004, but, but they flipped that training staff a couple times since then. So I think at the end of the day, I mean, the Redskins training, it's its a group of people, right? If Not all treatments will work for all people, but he's got to do something to get his body right. And and I feel like he is not taking – he's not he making just, it a priority. He he's just needs just, to not be soft, right? I mean, come on. Your hamstring's tight? Welcome to being 30 years old when you're you and me or, or God only knows how Joe and Steve feel being 100, however old they are. Of course it's tight. Just stretch. It's called stretch. You know what happens? And this happens from from ankle biters to, to the NFL. If you watch how most of these guys stretch, 
It's dancing, bobbing their heads, not really caring about the stretches. And this is day in and day out. They do, it's just it's just social time, right? It's just, yeah, oh, my God, it's hot. Hey, look at that person, whatever. They're not actually stretching with the intent to stretch out and loosen up and get ready to go. So if you're going to come at me and be like, hey, coach, my hamstring's tight, I'd be like, go stretch it out, loosen it up, run it off, and get the hell on the field. And I yeah. don't. And everyone's like, "Why is Gruden being so uh, snippy and 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 quick witted? And 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 why does he seem so angry? Because any football coach would be that way. If you have your star, supposed star, come up to you and be like, "Oh my God, coach, I have a boo boo. Come on, come on, man. Like, get over it. Debap, man. Exactly. That's that was a perfect way of saying it. Joe is full chub right now. <laughs> so all right. So he he had twenty snaps last week. He's you think he's going to play this week and give me an over or under 20 snaps? Um, I'll give him under and I'll give him out of the game by halftime. What? Yeah. Out of the game? Like, 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 I'm we, hurt, I don't want to like, play anymore? Like, no, like, it? like, like we just stopped putting him out there. Oh, wow. Wow. That's a bold prediction, man. Would That's you be shocked? Prediction. Would you be shocked? First of all, you have a Wade Phillips defense. Secondly, I would be shocked. Yeah, I would be shocked. I'm going to give him over 20. I'm going to give him like more 25 to 30. I think they're going to try to feature him. I think, you know, maybe it's game planning or what. But I mean, I don't know. I'm being I'm a homer. So I think they're they're going to feature him this week. And you saw them. They tried to do that one week last year after they were annoyed at him for being injured. And they threw that fade. And (laughs) he looked so awkward trying to catch that fade. Uh, The Cowboys game, right? I don't remember exactly what game it was. Isn't that the only game he played? He played two games. One game, he caught a long pass, and it looked like he was going one mile per hour running. And then the other game, he tried to catch the fade, and it looked really awful. But I really think, listen, I think he's, I mean, from what I'm hearing, he's he's the best receiver, pure receiver on the team, because everyone else is new at it. Not Ryan Grant. I think they'll try to feature him. In my opinion... I would put him out there every down and be like, look, it's either you're going to play or you're not. If you're not going to play, let me know early so I can replace you on the roster. So I would put him out there early. Look, the the, the biggest thing I want to talk about now, I, I really I, I, I hate Docs and I don't want to talk about him anymore. The thing I want to talk about is Aaron Donald coming back and how horrible our line looked against the Eagles. Horrible. We looked like crap. Of course, Cousins and TP didn't connect. Of course, Wait, Crowder wasn't featured. Of course, did we look like Hogs 2.0. No, we looked like Hogs negative 2.0. We were just trash. It was horrible. Come on. Yeah. Look, yeah. These I love guys, Trent. I love look Morgan Moses. You just got paid, yet you cost us the game. Yeah. Trent, you're supposed to be your Pro Bowler. You cost us the game. The interior, you're supposed to be the weakness. You kind of held your own. Literally. The opposite no. of everything that should have happened. No, the interior. I saw Laval in the backfield a lot. I saw a Sheriff in the backfield a lot. The whole O-line had a horrible game. And this was the one position on the Redskins where we kind of had continuity from the year before. And we actually had a, a pretty good pass-protecting offense last year. But it's just the – it's almost like – I don't know if they just had a bad game. They weren't ready to play. They weren't ready to get hit. Whatever it was – they did not have a good game. So, And I, I think that a lot of the rushing woes 
has to be credited to the offensive line. I think the offensive line and also play calling. But I didn't I didn't like the play calling at all week one. And I really why not stretch the field. I mean, you have Chris Thompson, one of the fastest guys on the field. Why not stretch the field with him? Why why is he running down the middle? Why not stretch the field? Vernon Davis didn't exist. Jordan Reed didn't exist. Crowder didn't exist. Your two best receivers last year were Crowder and Jordan Reed, and they were not featured. Why did we force feed the ball to TP? Why did Ryan Grant get more touches than the Jordan Reed? I don't care about the injury. Go to Crowder more. You went to Crowder, what, four times, five times? How many times did we throw to Crowder? The play calling was horrible. I mean, definitely abandoned the run. So Crowder... Snap counts was on the field 49 times. Jordan Reed was on the field 55 times. How many targets? Does it say that? Was it four and five? It wouldn't shock me if it was four and five. Pass targets. Okay. Jameson Crowder uh, had two targets, one catch, <laughs> seven yards. Wow. Really? Vernon Davis see, like- had one target, zero catches. Ryan Grant had three targets, two catches for 44 yards. Two catches for 44 yards. That's not too bad. Yeah, but you should have uh, gone to Terrell Crowder. Pryor had more. five targets, four catches, 26 yards. And that's short, long. Doesn't matter. Point of the point of the, the thing is, of it matters. we need to see Jordan Reed get more uh, action. We need to see Jameson Crowder get more action. And that's what I just said. I know. I'm repeating <laughs> what you said. I'm, I'm confirming that you are a good football player. Of good football <laughs> knowledge. Can we transition to defense? Sure, let's transition yet again into defense. I'm not worried about the defense. I like the defense. I think um, people are giving the defense a little bit too much credit. What? <laughs> the, <laughs> I, I thought they were good, but they're not a top 10 defense. We still had no, issues but, on third down. But, we still had issues getting off the field. Um, you know, Ryan Kerrigan's not going to get a pick six every game. If you're leading... Uh, uh, interception guy is Ryan Kerrigan. Might be a small issue. If you if you dial it back just a little bit, right, and you you dig a little deeper, uh, Legarrette Blunt did nothing. Darren Sproles did not have a breakaway run or anything like that. Carson Wentz had a lot of pressure in his face, and because he's Carson Wentz or Big Ben 2.0, he was able to escape it. But there was a lot of pressure in his face. Their line struggled just as much as our line. Zach Brown looks like a stud. Josh Norman made a fantastic play to save a touchdown. Brashad Bielan held his own and broke up a play in the end zone. I'm not worried about this defense. Not worried about him at all. And the e- I will tell you this. The Eagles offense is better than the Rams offense. Wentz is a thousand times better than Goff. Sammy Watkins has been with the Rams for 14 minutes. Todd Gurley is is overrated. He is an overrated running back. He doesn't do his cuts. He doesn't do his... Hey, his, FP, FP, let's stay on track here. We're talking defense. Yeah, what I'm telling you is the defense will be fine you think, because you think the, the Rams' offense sucks. Yes, correct. Okay, okay. So uh, who specifically, outside of the Normans, the Kerrigans, who did you like on defense last year? Last or year? Last, last week, last week. Last week. Um, but there's one guy I'm thinking of who, when we hated him last year, me and you hated this guy last year. Kendall Fuller? And, yep. Kendall <laughs> Fuller had an amazing game. He did I mean, have an amazing game. And on the flip what side. What does that mean about coaching? 
Joe Barry sucks. Well, there's that too, but at least this coaching staff seems like they're developing players. And then there's there's one other person I'm thinking about who I actually predicted on a podcast earlier this offseason that he was going to get cut. Uh, and he had another amazing game. I don't know. I don't listen to you. Rashad Breeland. Rashad Breeland. Rashad Breeland. <laughs> hey, why don't you do it when I talk? That's messed up, man. I thought we were My friends. Bad. No, no. <laughs> Rashad Breeland, he had another good game. He did, yeah. He held his own. You know who had a horrible game was Swearinger. Crap. Why? Crap game. Why? He didn't do anything. He was uh, the he was the reason Aguilar scored. Uh, was he though? Wasn't it on the linebacker as well? Uh, I don't know. You're, I didn't think he had a bad game. I mean, you're the, I, I didn't you're think the he safety. Had an amazing you're the game. safety. If a pass is going more than 25 yards, it's your fault. If, it, if they <laughs> got a touchdown, I'm sorry. He did not do well. Now he is a leader in the locker room, and he could have he could have done things that we didn't notice. Right? He could have gotten Kendall Fuller in the right position. He could have told uh, Brashad Breeland to to do whatever he needed to do. He could have done all those things that we didn't hear because he wasn't mic'd up or whatever. And he could have gotten his guys in position. But he himself looked like he had a bad game. And I, out of the entire defense, he's the one I want to see really make a big play against the Rams. I want him to destroy Goff. I want a safety blitz. I want to pick. DeShazer did all right. I I, I mean, for what he had to do and how fast he had to come up, I think he did fine. I think he didn't blow any major assignments, which is, you know, pretty good. Right. Like Stephen Stephen Joe said it last time, uh, last podcast. You didn't notice that he was on the field, and that's a good thing. I mean, it's a kind of it's. I wouldn't say it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. I mean, your safety, you want to be a force on defense. You want to see some hits from him. So I wouldn't necessarily. Well, I mean, say he's it's a good he's thing. not going to be a playmaker, but you want you want him to be able to do his assignments and not blow them completely to the point where you're constantly saying his name. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know. I, I think the defense has definitely improved. I think Jonathan Allen had a, had a pretty good game. Um, we saw Junior Gallette get to the quarterback. Of course, it was called back. Um, yeah, that but, quick twitch is there. It's still yeah, there. He's got it. I'm, you saw I'm, Preston Smith get in the backfield. Yep. You saw. Like I said, so, I'm not not worried about the defense. It's really yeah. right now your your struggles are the offense. Um, I mean, it's been the subject of this podcast the the whole time. You crying about Twitter fans in the beginning. The to now, um, I'm although I, no, it's just I'm, I'm not gonna talk about it anymore. I can't, I can't. It boils my blood to to read Twitter after a loss on Sundays. Why do you do it? Because <laughs> I'm a sucker, and I I don't know, but it, it really does. Okay, so you're not worried about the defense. Um, you're kind of worried about the offense. Uh, so who do you think? Um, Let's do this. One, one question, and then we'll go Redskins Nation style, and we'll pick our teams. So um, who gets most targets on offense? Terrell Pryor. TP? I think we're force-feeding him. Yeah. So, okay, yes. who gets who gets most, most carries? Fat Rob. Fat Rob. You know the Redskins brought in uh, three running backs for tryouts this week? Were any of them notab- uh, notable? There, there was one um, who was I, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but um, it was just interesting to see that they're bringing in running backs to, to try out, but they haven't tried Samaje yet in the regular season. So I think I think, I think Samaje gets on the field this week. 
I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but there's no need to rush Samaje in. Yeah. Until your offensive line can figure out what they're doing and Kirk can kind of get his timing right, there's no point in bringing up a change of pace back. I mean, Chris Thompson already knows the offense that well, and he's better at well, pass protection. Not really a change of pace back. He, he can be a fat Rob replacement. I mean, you saw Kareem Hunt last last week. You saw Leonard Fournette. You saw a lot of the rookies have some success. So I would not be opposed to giving Samaje some, some run time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's uh, let's pick our teams. Um, so let's go first on defense. Who do you give the edge to, the Rams or the Redskins? The Rams only have Aaron Donald. Everybody else I don't really pay attention to, so I'm going to go Redskins. The Rams have a pretty good defense with, with Wade Phillips back there. I am yeah. going to go Rams. All right, so let's uh, switch over to offense. Um, the Rams have uh, Jared Goff, some, um, Sammy Watkins, Todd Gurley. A slew of other resources and Sean McVay calling the plays. And then you got the Redskins who have Kirk Cousins, jumping Terrell, injured Josh. <laughs> I will Ryan give Grant, Ryan I will give I will give McVay the edge in play calling and he'll keep the game closer than it should be. Um but like I said already, I will take our offensive weapons over their offensive weapons. I need wow. it. You said you would give McVeigh the edge in play calling. I actually do the opposite. I I give Gruden the edge. I think Gruden is a is a good offensive minded coach. I think he had a horrible game last week calling the plays. I think the offense had a horrible game, but I think they're gonna turn it around this week. And one thing that we've known about the Redskins and, and their offense is there's no predicting it. One week they're amazing, the next week they're awful. Um, but I think we're due for a breakout this week. All right, let's go special teams. Um, the Rams, I think, have one of the best kickers in the NFL. The Redskins have D-Hop, Tressway, special teams. Who do you give the edge to? We had uh, Crowder fumble a punt on Sunday. Boring. And I have no clue who the Rams punt returner is. but Boring. I don't care. Who cares? Boring. Who do you give the edge to? Who cares? It's special you teams. Win. Redskins, Redskins. Boring. Redskins, Redskins, boring. That's my final <laughs> answer. I honestly don't care. Like It actually hurts me that you're making me think about this right now. I don't care. Do the Redskins have a good special teams or not? That's the no. question. No. So we you're haven't picking had the Rams. one for a long time. No, I'm also not picking the Rams. This is boring. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't, who, I can't do this with you. It's special teams. Who cares? I'm going to replace you with Joe. Really? No, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, that there it is. <laughs> that would that'll bore everyone. All right, so yeah, like the conversation about special teams. Don't even say your side of it. Nobody cares. Who do you have Why? winning the game? Who do you have Why? winning the game? Nobody cares Why? about special teams, dude. Who do you have winning the game? What's the spread? I don't know. I don't bet or pretend to know <laughs> how to bet. I don't care about betting. Who's winning the game? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go Redskins. I'm gonna go Redskins. They're gonna have 34. 23 Redskins win. 34. I think the Redskins are going to drop 34. I don't know if it's possible to drop 34 points, um, you know, mathematically, but I think they're going to get in the 30s. <laughs> I will give them – I'll give it to the Redskins 28-21. That's what I'm going to say. 28-21, okay. Seven points. Got them winning a little bit more. 
Okay. Any final thoughts uh, before Sunday? Nope. Any final thoughts about anything going on in the D.C. sports world? Go Nats. I'm excited for the Caps to start. Um, soon we're going to be talking Wizards and Caps, which is very happy for me. Uh, mainly because this team sucks already. So Well, I, I would say mainly because the Wizards, Caps, and Nats fans are a lot better than Redskins fans. And they don't flip out every time the Redskins have a bad game and create hashtags about our players and how bad they are and stupid stuff like that. That's Sorry if I offended anyone, but I kind of <laughs> don't care because we are Redskins fans through and through, and that's just who I am, and I'm a homer. So whatever. All right. Yep. Let us know on Twitter what you think, what your predictions are for the game at Defeat the Curse. And on Instagram at Defeating the Curse. And on our website at DefeatingTheCurse.com. We are out.